All right, guys, it's about that time. Chris Brooks here with you on another edition of the Rebels 247 podcast. This is a good one. Going to be a good one. Good content to talk about. Part of the 247 Sports Network and always inside the Rebels. Hope you're having a great morning wherever you are here on a Tuesday morning, June the 7th, as we inch closer and closer to football season. How about that? That how how should I word that? You know, baseball is just—it's unbelievable. Baseball is—it's an unbelievable sport. It really is. This is the thing about baseball that we forget. And look, there's a lot that we have to dive into here. This is going to be a lot of baseball. Maybe all 15 minutes of baseball today. I'm—I want to get into exactly what your expectation should be for. Mike Bianco and what this season does for him, what this season does for him long-term. I want to get into some of that stuff. Okay. But more importantly, I want to focus on the actual game and I'll tie those two things together and you'll see how I do that here in a minute. But baseball is just, it's weird. And there's, there's not a ton of, I'm trying to think there's, there's nothing that I can't knock out tomorrow in terms of recruiting because there's a big day today. David's on, he's on foot, man. David is on foot right now doing interviews with camp going on. And uh, there's probably – there's going to be plenty of content to save. So tomorrow I'll go heavier on that, what's going on in the camp season, everything that happened this weekend. Aiden Williams is on campus right now. There's your recruiting news for the day. Um, That's a big one. I still think they're in good good shape with Aiden. However, you know how recruiting is right now. And, you know, things change. I mean, I'm almost skeptical. I'm I'm a little hesitant to crystal ball anybody anywhere just because you don't know what's going to happen. Like the last minute, you don't know what's going to happen. And you don't want to look stupid. You know, I, I crystal ball Dante Dowdell. I mean, I, I felt pretty good about that. In hindsight, his dad had DM'd me the night before. I really wish I had seen that. I really wish I'd seen that. Oh, well, I mean, that's the way it goes. I um, I got in touch with him after his commitment to Oregon afterward. And and look, we'll even see what happens there, you know, just the world we live in right now in terms of recruiting. Uh, but Aiden's on campus today. I still think they're in good shape there, but but we'll see. We'll get into that more tomorrow. But baseball's weird, man. It just is. I've done this my whole life. You know, I grew up, and I'm a smaller school guy, so to give you a little background on me, I played everything, you know, high school quarterback, went to basketball, went to baseball. And I I did that since I, since as early as I can remember, you know what I mean? And, um, baseball was always the one that really stuck out at one point. And in another time, another place, maybe it would have worked out. I was supposed to walk on at Ole Miss and then, you know, over the summer plans change and, you know, just life happens, you know, that, that kind of thing. Ended up going to junior college, and you know after that I, I graduated Mississippi College. So it never happened at Ole Miss. But I'm a huge baseball guy. You know, have got to play with him. You've probably heard his name. Um, now he's assistant coach at South Carolina. Chad Kaye was actually at Southern Miss for a long time, and then he left there. He went to Texas A&M. Now he's in South Carolina. You know, had a chance to play with him when we were in junior college. I'm just I've always been into baseball, and then now my kids. That's what they do. 
Uh, we and that's it's been the greatest experience of my life. This travel ball stuff. It gets such a bad rap. What people tend to do, people that don't like it, and I would guess, and I don't mean this in a bad way. Often, maybe kids that should not be playing it, and it's easier to say, "Oh, that travel ball guy is terrible," or "That's terrible," rather than you know, my son just needs to do something else. You hear some, and there are some horror stories in it. Don't get me wrong; there's some bad stories in it. I've seen them. But by and large, there's really good people out there, good dads just wanting to be involved in their sons and uh, and help them, you know, do something. But more importantly, just have some fun doing it. We've always done it since my kids were six. Now, my oldest, we did wreck till 10 because honestly, and this is how I try to tell this to parents, you got to make sure your kids just love playing. Connor didn't make his first all-star team till he was 10. And even then, he was really fortunate to get it. And by then... Around here, all the good players have been pulled out. Six-year-old All-Stars and seven-year-old All-Stars, and always those All-Star teams turn into select teams, eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds. So by 10, there's not much left. And now, eight years later, he went from, and he wasn't very good. You know, we almost pulled our kid out of it, didn't even do the travel ball stuff with him. We were going to get him a musical instrument. That's, That's the honest truth. Jennifer and I were talking about it, but he just, he loved it and loved practicing it. And eight years later, now he's he's first team all state for um, all of public schools and headed to Jones. And we'll see what happens after that. I wouldn't have told you he'd be doing what he's doing now. And other people that saw him would have laughed. But I made a short story long there. We've done baseball my whole life. Baseball is weird. It's just we forget the margins are incredibly thin between teams. And especially when you get in these short series like this. Things that it just the best team doesn't always win. They're just that's not how this works. But Ole Miss rolls into this Miami regional, and even though they didn't have the greatest of years, there's talent on that roster. And you know, baseball is also this it's so up and down. You face a team one week and they're terrible, you face them a month later and they're unbeatable. I mean, it's just it's the way this sport works. And for whatever reason, it seems like Ole Miss, they. They've always caught the wrong teams at the wrong time in the postseason. And some of that is is self-inflicted. You know, they've played bad in the worst of times. They've been bad in the worst times to be bad when they were great earlier. But then this year happens, and and what I want to say about, about Mike and the job he's done, I, I don't really jump on any of you guys' opinions, pro or con. There is such a thing as coach fatigue. And look, there's also this for coaches. There's fan fatigue. You don't think Mike Bianco gets tired of fans? I mean, I'm sure he's long gone because 20 plus years to coach in a place. It's, it's, I don't want to say it's unheard of because it happens. It is so rare. It just does not happen very often in the day and time that we live in. So, yeah, there's fatigue there. Sometimes you want to make a change just to have change just to change just for the sake of it and sometimes that's a good thing sometimes but then we roll into this year and look and that could be a good thing for everybody uh mike the head coach the school the fans you know it's just kind of it doesn't have to be anybody's fault it's just it's like marriage it almost for a lot of people it gets harder and harder the longer you've been married now i'm lucky of 20 years and and it seems to get better and better I love my wife more and more but it's just you know what i mean okay again short story long but look, I bring all that up to say this. It's kind of funny. I'm talking to friends of mine 
and the ones that are in the steel, they're not the pros, they're in the con part of this. They're like, hey, look, this is a win-win for me. Because uh, even though now getting to a super, their their mindset is this. Well, if we go to Omaha, then great, because the College World Series would be amazing. But even though he got to a super this year, they're headed to Hattiesburg. Losing to Southern in a, in a super regional for the umpteenth time, not to Southern, but in the super a step away, would be too much, and they'd make a change. So these guys view this as it's going to be all or nothing, a World Series, or there's going to be a change. I mean, I, I see what they're saying. I just have a hard time believing that. I could see it. I mean, like I said, it could be both parties. But look, that's that's that should be tabled, right? Those type of discussions. I'm just bringing it up because it's all over the board. And players see that. And at some point, it's harder to do well because all of the history becomes another hurdle you have to get over. And I do hate that for Mike. Because sometimes that stuff, especially baseball, when you haven't had success in the past, those become hurdles to clear also. Not just winning games, but it's almost like you have to beat the past. Um, with the with the current players because they hear that stuff, you know, they they get questioned about it. So for them to have this year where a rarity, they weren't very good in the regular season when usually they are very good, but they roll into the postseason and now they're getting hot at the right time. What Tim Elko just did this weekend was incredible. What what Chatagnier did this weekend was incredible. Uh, Gonzo swinging it well. Uh, maybe the best shortstop we've ever had, with all due respect to Zach Cozart, uh, who is probably still that number one guy. But, man, Gonzo is close. Team is playing really well. The pitching, in particular, the bullpen pitching, has been excellent. They destroyed that regional this weekend. And now, rolling into Hattiesburg, I watched some of this Southern team, and I'll probably try to get maybe Drew White on our uh, USM 247 guy this week, maybe to give you guys a look at what Southern's going to do. For my high school coverage, I know several of those Southern Miss players. So I watched all of their games this weekend. I want to watch them. I think Southern trotted out five arms that all were 96 plus. I mean, their staff is ridiculous. They can really pitch it. They can swing it. They can play defense. They're well coached. That place, it's it's not Ole Miss's stadium. It's not Mississippi State's stadium. But in terms of college baseball atmosphere, it's really good. And under the circumstances, two in-state schools coming together, Southern hosting, you know, big SEC school in Ole Miss, that place will be nuts. Should be a ton of fun. I hope to get down there. You can't get a ticket right now. I'm sure I can get a, a photo credential, which I'm sure I can, but I'm thinking more along the lines of my family. That place will be nuts. So the scene for college baseball in Mississippi this year will be insane. Um, you're going to run into those arms. You know, Dalton Rogers is one. I know him from Northwest Rankin. His brother plays on my son's team at Northwest Rankin now. He's going to Jones with him. Now, Dalton's a lefty. He topped out 97 this week you look at his numbers this year he's like big time left-handed bullpen arm can come in middle of the game and throw two or three innings like big arm they're starters big arms really good closer i mean they have depth there that's a top to bottom very good baseball team scott barry's a good coach and they do and you've heard a lot about 
Coach Ostrander down there that everybody calls Oz. He is very well respected as a pitching coach. Um, I hear high school coaches talk about him a lot with very deep respect. Like he is, he's very good at what he does. So that should be two good teams in a great atmosphere for a chance to get to the World Series. I hope Ole Miss pulls it off. You just you have to play well. You know, we can you can debate which team is better. In the latest Warren Nolan RPI numbers. I think the season proved that Southern's a better baseball team. But again, we're talking baseball here. The margins are very thin. The latest RPI, Southern 17, Ole Miss is 27. That feels about right to me. This isn't one of Ole Miss's best teams they've ever had. Been much deeper in terms of arms before. Had better arms before. They have good ones this year. Most not a top 10 team. Now that we've had the whole season to look at this, even though they got to number one, that's not a number one team, probably not a top 10 team, but that's a top 25 team that just did not play very well this year. That is, and, and no doubt, top 25 team. Put them anywhere from 10 to 25. That has not played well this season, but now is playing very well right now. So could they go down to Hattiesburg and get it and punch their ticket to Omaha? Of course they can. And as far as all the the coaching change and all that stuff goes, look, that stuff will it'll that stuff will play itself out after the year's over. Um, not that you owe it to players to focus on what's happening now. It's not that. Uh, you owe it to yourself. Just enjoy the game. If if they get there, they get there. Some of that if they get there, I promise. Some of that fatigue that you're feeling, it'll wear off. Yeah, I mean it will. It'll wear off. At least some of it. But enjoy this weekend. We'll be on the board, you know, ripping decisions or at-bats or pitches or whatever, you know, you do in baseball and having a good time if you can't get a ticket. Jared has been really funny in the whole group chat thing. I'm live streaming or live posting the games. We'll enjoy doing that if we're not down there. I'll try to get down there and take pictures regardless. So I'll be sending you guys some of that that's a little bit different, maybe stuff from the dugout, just some different pictures. And I'm looking forward to it because, like I said, even if you weren't a Southern fan or you're not an Ole Miss fan, like that's going to be a, a terrific atmosphere for college baseball in a state that, look, people talk a lot about football here, high school football. And I'm telling you, high school baseball here is, is top-notch. Um, you see these kids all over the place throwing 90-plus. And we've spit out so much talent, and the colleges have been so successful here. This will be, in terms of atmosphere, not the best teams that we've had square off, but as far as atmosphere, it'll be up there as, as about as good as you can get. But that'll wrap it up for today. I think that's about it. Looking forward to the weekend. Congratulations again to the Rebels for what they did in Coral Gables. That was just that was awesome. And I was happy for Mike Bianco and the coaching staff. I mean, those jobs are tough. I mean, they're well compensated, but it's tough. And there's nothing wrong with pulling for them, which I absolutely was. You guys have a great day. Enjoy some success. Enjoy some of this weather that I think is pretty good. And until tomorrow, we'll talk to you then. This is Chris Brooks on the Rebels 247 podcast, part of the 247 Sports Network and Inside the Rebels.